0: Emily, we made it to a brand new zone. Woohoo! Let's see. What's this one going to be called? Here it comes. The Marquis says,
1: "Unreasonable, Unreasonable
0: Attribute, Attribute zone. zone." Huh? What does that mean? Uh,
2: I don't know. I'm a little bit worried to find out.
0: Well, it looks like somebody might be able to help us. But before we meet him, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves, what do you say? Sounds good. Hey everybody, and welcome to the VGM Jukebox, I'm Emily. And I'm Josh. Each week we play tunes recommended by you, our patrons, and we also read your testimonials. But sometimes, Mm -hmm.
2: we have a patron takeover.
0: Yep, Wicked Sephiroth himself. Um, how did Wicked Sephiroth get to do the patron takeover?
2: Wicked Sephiroth is part of our boss parade on the Patreon. Wow. So that is one of the rewards of that tier, is to be able to take over an episode. And here he is, staking his claim in here. Unreasonable Attribute Zone, Act 1.
0: And, uh, wow, he has really luscious white hair. You'd <laughs> almost say it's, like, impossibly luscious.
2: Mm. <laughs> oh, it smells good, too. I can kind of smell it from over here. As it's wafting in the breeze that surrounds him for some reason,
0: making him look awesome. So do you think if we listen to his tracks, we'll develop our own unreasonable attributes?
2: (laughs) I hope so! Oh, Wicked Sephiroth, I hope you can do some wonderful things for our stats and our appearances. I'm psyched now! But I think we have to clear every track first. So, alright, Sephiroth, what are you gonna throw at us?
0: Wicked Sephiroth's first track is... From Star Tropics, the track is called Dungeon, composed by Yoshio Hirai for the super sorry, the just regular NES. Let's give it a listen. Sephiroth writes, A common dungeon theme seared into your brain after countless hours of playing and grinding and exploring and replaying. It has to be extremely catchy to avoid becoming annoying and boring after all of this, which I feel this track executes flawlessly.
1: Mm.
2: So flawlessly, in fact, that I think I know what our first attribute is. What's that? I think it's the earworm attribute. Gross! Let me just... (laughs) yes is it literal or is it figurative who knows it's okay i'm holding a a literal earworm here as an item uh and i guess if i equip it then i'm going to be unable to get this song out of my head Hmm. consider me equipped no seriously i do love this track we've heard this before on legacy music hour right
0: yeah and i think it's on one of the mixtapes too right probably probably um such a good jam I too love this song, and it is an earworm, but I think the attribute that I've received is a giant fist. Check it out. Whenever I, Whenever I punch, my fist is as big as my body. <laughs> That's so unreasonable, but so cool. Yeah. I wonder if I'm related to Alex Kidd or something like that.
2: Or the Battletoads? Oh yeah. I guess there's a lot of that going on in the video game world. So this is interesting that this is a dungeon theme. This is very funky for a... Well, I wouldn't say funky. Would I say funky?
0: Um... It's just...
2: It's very upbeat and driving it, and groovy.
0: I think it's dance-y. For a dungeon theme. Yeah. I think it might and be... And it's not like really... S- like salsa or something like that.
2: Yes. I think you're right. It's one of those. I don't know those different... Uh, I don't know, like, Salsa from Bossa Nova from any of... Uh, from f- Flamenco, but... You're right, yes.
0: Um, I'm gonna check real quick. I want to know if this song came out on the Latin episode.
2: While, Jess is, while Josh is looking that up, I'm just dancing to the track.
0: Oh yeah, it was, uh... <clears throat> it was on Latin music. I think. It's called... Did you call it the sub C? I don't know. This... Anyways, this game was on the Latin music episode. We could go back and check it. Um, mm-hmm. Your brood new favorite from that mixtape was Star Tropics' "The Subsea."
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I wonder if anybody reads those little things that I write at the bottom or remembers what they even mean. But the uh, at the bottom of the mixtapes, I I guess write my own little awards and commendations I was gonna say attributes but you know that doesn't quite fit (laughs) Uh, but uh, uh, the difference between the instant new favorite and the brood new favorite is that the instant new favorites are tracks that I remember loving the first time I listened to that particular Mm. Legacy Music Hour episode and the brood new favorites are the ones that I've gotten attached to the second time around as I've been making the mixtapes and I think you do hear things differently when you're listening in mixtape format, and even just when you're listening for a second time, so.
0: No, definitely, definitely. And um, I do, I read these. I think probably a lot of people read them. Uh, (laughs) They're
2: silly. I can't, I I did them as a joke for the first mixtape and Brent was like, keep doing that. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, okay. Star Tropics, we should note, is also one of the games that we got as a gift from Wicked Sephiroth back in the day in that go play NES it. package. I know, right? Yeah, Josh is just gonna like leave and go play it. I'm excited to play it someday as well. So really looking forward to it. All the music in this game is really good. Wicked
0: Sephiroth's and... uh, stash of games was great fun. I can't wait to share it with you
1: mm-hmm, more mm-hmm. often
0: when you're down here in LA. Man, and I really love your mixtapes. I just thinking about them makes me want to go jogging right now. The recontextualization of the music is so powerful for me. Like, I really mm. enjoy it. I really feel like I'm playing a, a video game about, <clears throat> you know, Los Angeles or something like that. <laughs> also, about you. Yeah, your most recent, not your most recent, sorry, but the about a couple mixtapes ago it was the Ninja Turtle um, mixtape. Yes. And that one rules. It has it's very actual good. turtle power in it. <laughs> I don't. It's whatever Konami. Konami like somehow was able to splice turtle DNA into that music. You know what I'm yes. saying? It's, yes, I
2: do. They got their hands on the final canister of mutagen and used it for the greater good.
0: It's almost like a VGM. Yeah, it's almost like this uh, semi corny surf rock music or something like that that gets. Just spliced in and makes mix- reminds you that you're having a good time no matter how intense the track is. I completely agree. Although I just hear Love it as it. being cool.
2: I don't think I I don't think I get the corniness, but that might be a regional thing. Because for us over here in the nineties when all characters were surfer dudes, that was so cool. Because that was not our experience, but maybe for you you actually lived it. Mm. Or you were just like, oh man, they're stereotyping me, or something like that. But no,
0: (laughs) we just thought it was the coolest thing ever, to be like, yo,
3: dudes!
0: No, I, yeah, corny isn't really the right word, but it's like this little, it's kind of like a simplistic approach to, like, a little lick or something, where it's just like, I I don't know, it's hard to explain. Mm. And now's not the time to do it, because I'm listening to (laughs) a great Latin track from Star (laughs) Tropics. Mm.
2: Yeah, but true to uh, the testimonial, the track does not become annoying or boring after all this. This is a perfect track to just chill to or to talk over for a very long time. That's and true. And again, I'm just really interested that it's a dungeon theme, you know? Because it's not they're not capitalizing on any brooding feelings or trying to make you afraid or anything like that. It's That's just weird. more like, well, we're on an adventure and we have to be a little bit more determined right now. But we're still gonna, you know, have a spring in our step as we go.
0: Yeah, maybe it's like a like a Mayan dungeon or something like that. Oh, maybe. But and it's
2: definitely positive. I'm getting positive vibes from it. It's hard to imagine there being no sunlight while you're listening to this song. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. Yeah, there's no beach... here.
0: That's weird. Um, by the way, I... I'm very happy to now have this 15 minute loop of this track that you sent over to me for this episode. And I just want to take a minute to remind everybody that if they want any of the tracks we play on this episode, just message me on Facebook and I could just drop it in the little chat box. It's super easy. Very few people have taken advantage of this, Um, so I just want to reiterate. How easy it is for me to give you music through Facebook, even though Facebook is bad, and otherwise it should be avoided entirely. But for VGM. But yeah. All
2: right. Well, how are you feeling with that giant fist?
0: Pretty I feel good. Like ready to take on all of these bricks right now. Awesome. I'm gonna punch straight through them.
2: We're going to have to see if I can actually listen to the next track while this is going to be continually in my head <laughs> with the with the earworm, but we'll see how it goes. I might I might try to dequip it if I can, <laughs> but I'll hang on to it, so we'll uh-huh. see. All right, Wicked Sephiroth. Up next, he's giving us a track from the game Loco Roco. I'm pretty sure you don't say it that way, but I just always want to say it that way. Loco Roco. The track is Red's Theme, also known as... Pangararata? Pangararata, maybe. Composers, Nobuyuki, Shimizu, Kenmei, Adachi, Tsutomu Kono. (laughs) Uh, Tsutomu Kono did the lyrics. And this was for the PSP and PS4. So let's have a listen to this one. Sephiroth writes oh my god I heard this song after exploring more from the curious yellows theme suggestion and have immediately fallen in love with this game and its music
0: oh I like this it's weird I think it's um supposed to maybe reflect some sort of a culture (laughs) it's like an imaginary culture or something
2: it is. Um, going back to that Yellow's theme suggestion that we listened to, I believe, about a year ago in the summer. Uh, we looked it up because we were debating whether or not this was some kind of reimagining of the Japanese language to some degree. And mm. we discovered that the the lyricist created their own language by picking words that they liked from different languages and then kind of uh, repeating them phonetically or mixing them around. So there was a lot of effort put into the particular sounds and syllables that you get in each of these songs. It really mm. does sound like a language. That's why it tricked us.
0: I like the little...
3: <laughs>
0: guy.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this track is really interesting. The first time I listened to a, a little clip of it, I was like, what am I listening to? But after you let it, after you let the initial like, what is this sink in, you Mm -hmm. become a complete convert for it. And by the end, you're just like putting your hand in the air and you're like rocking from side to side as far as you can go without, you know, falling over. The song makes me inordinately happy. Mm. Just feels like a good time.
0: Whoa, check it out. My belt buckle is huge now. <laughs> Whoa! It goes all the way up to a, right below my nipples. <laughs> all the way down to the almost the bottom of my pants.
2: <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty unreasonable. Yeah. I mean, that thing is supposed to be holding your pants up, yes? Is it still functioning that way, or is it actually working counter to the... Uh... The stated goal of a belt
0: buckle. I feel like it's maybe providing me a armor boost or something like that. Oh, perhaps. It's pretty cool.
2: <laughs> it is pretty cool. It's very shiny. What, what is that? Unrese- what is, What did <laughs> you got it any on? New it? attributes. Well, I'm still trying to figure out what your belt buckle
0: says oh. or
2: what's on it. Does it have a design?
0: Uh, uh no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, okay, that's why I can't figure it out. There's nothing there. That—that That is also very unreasonable. Yeah. A belt buckle that doesn't have a name on it. If you're going or... to have a
0: huge belt buckle, at least give it some design. But it's very, yeah. it's just like the platonic buckle. <laughs> fine. Well, you know, you wear it well. Oh, thank you.
2: Yo, you're welcome. So I think I've gotten the gibberish attribute. Hmm. Which means that now, if people speak gibberish at me, I can understand what they're saying. I have no idea when that's going to come in handy.
0: I have a pretty good idea of when it's going to come in handy. <laughs> when is that? Well, this next track. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, good segue. <laughs> I, I didn't want to leave that song so early, but I will say that was such a great segue. Let's do this. That
2: was such a great
0: segue. Uh. Yeah, I agree.
2: We can always we can circle back and talk a little bit more about Red's theme if we want
0: to, but yes, carry on. Uh, this track is from Battle Block Theater, the game. Oh no, sorry, the game is Battle Block Theater. The name of the song is Emphasis on Scat, A.K.A. Secret Stage, composed by Will Stamper and Dan Paladin. Hi, for the Xbox 360, Windows, Linux, and OS X.
3: Here we go. Here
1: we go. Still, it's a secret. of a pot that's The that's a Ha, <laughs> <laughs> ha,
3: baba doobi
0: baba baba scaba baba 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 diba baba doobi baba baba scaba dam dam de de now you talking baba
3: baba baba baba
0: It's Sephiroth writes, our friends at Pixel Tunes Radio introduced this one to me on one of their early episodes, I believe, and it has been on my main playlist ever since.
2: It's been on several main playlists ever since. I think my earworm attribute has switched now to this song, mm-hmm. so it can switch. That's good. But uh-huh. we've been talking about this track for like the last two episodes.
0: Yeah, that's funny. Or
2: at least the last episode.
0: Yeah, because we were talking about that other secret song that uh, was written for, uh, the... Skull Monkeys. Yeah, Skull Monkeys. The Lil'
2: Bonus Room, yeah.
0: And it's not like that song reminded me musically of this one, but just, uh, how much creative power the, um, the composers had, uh, over the secret track or whatever. I just thought it was similar. And, um... On that episode of Pixel Tunes Radio, I don't remember what it was, but she should try to find it, because Ed and Mike actually tell the story of how this track came into being, which is very interesting. Mm. Apparently, it was just one take. I don't know how else you can do this song, but it was just one take.
2: It's funny to think of it that way, because as I'm listening to it, I'm just thinking, How did these guys not bust up at each other? How do you record this with someone and not laugh at what you're doing and what the other person is doing? It kind of reminded me of um, if you've ever watched the behind the scenes footage of Weird Al filming the video for White and Nerdy. Mm. Those segments where he's he's dancing with Donny Osmond behind him and Donny Osmond is like doing all these really crazy stunts and like silly movements. Uh, in the footage that you watch, they they film it, then they cut. Then the two of them like run over to go watch the playback. And as they're watching the playback, they just laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. Mm. And it's just funny that they could like keep it in until they can get to the the camera and actually watch the take, and then just like die it, laughing.
0: Yeah, I mean, first of all, these two guys, I think it might have been Will Stamper and Dan Paladin. They must have felt so free with each other. They must have been in such like a an awesome state of mind when when they did this. You know, like where they probably did want to bust out laughing, but instead of laughing they turned it into more music somehow. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's true. It's almost like um they were in some sort of like spiritual state or something like that. They
2: they me- they mind melded. Yeah. And they became one mind for a time I think my favorite part and I think the 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 part of the song that really drives that home for me mm. is right after one of them says now you're talking and mm-hmm. then starts making chicken noises and then mm-hmm. there's a segment where they they pick up the one of them puts forth a chicken rhythm and the other one picks up on it and they sing it together
0: yeah
2: so that's funny that's yeah. uh that's paying attention to your uh, your improv mate I suppose.
0: I think if they could, like, channel this mental state that they're in right here when they record the song, they could probably, like, start a religion or something like that.
2: (laughs) Okay, so while I'm listening to this, there were a couple things I wanted to talk about. Number one, I know that tracks with vocals are not as popular in the the VGM community as tracks without, or at least in our little kind of sub- sub-genre uh, that tends to lean retro, I suppose. But I was kind of wondering, like, are vocals more accepted in video game music, perhaps, if they're not actual words? You know, because mm. we just had two gibberish songs back-to-back. And I don't think that Wicked Sephiroth is out there writing songs off or, you know, kind of like... He's not biased one way or another, obviously, because we've got a whole bunch of stuff coming at us, but mm. just for other people, I'm kind of interested if, like, if, if it's that there's actual language that's distracting or uh, if it's a human voice that is distracting if that makes any sense
0: I liked Wario I uh, feel... de Mambo so maybe you're on to something Wario de Mambo being somewhere in between words and non-words, right?
2: Right, 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 yeah and then also there's kind of that phenomenon of, of uh, sometimes feeling like stuff that's spoken in a language that isn't yours is better
1: Mm, i am
2: one of those people who puts uh, the japanese vocals on in video games if i I have the choice i do it because i I like i I like the way it sounds more than the english acting but sometimes i wonder is it just because i can understand what they're saying and the dialogue is a little silly
1: Mm.
2: or you know is the acting legitimately better on the japanese side i don't know
0: Well, I'll say this about that. Well, Actually, I'm going to go back to the previous point, and I would just say, I guess I do relate to the feeling like I don't really like uh, video game music with lyrics all the time. Whatever. I'm like, I kind of don't like them, but I guess I share that with other people. But Mm -hmm. more importantly, I think I would like them if they were uh, from the VGM karaoke lounge. Like... (laughs) Oh, now that's interesting, because all
2: of those karaoke's are basically video game music with vocals.
0: Yeah, but wouldn't it be cool if, like, you're playing Sega Genesis and it's some guy singing along with Starlight Zone or something (laughs) like that?
2: Yes, absolutely. Oh, that would be so great if you could turn that on. Yeah. Like, you could turn on composer commentary on DVDs, just be like, do I want to hear David Smith? Singing uh-huh. along to Spring Yard Zone, <laughs> check. Turn on that uh, that unreasonable attribute.
0: When we, yeah, that's right. When we make BGM jukebox the game, we'll make it somehow yeah, yes. user participatory so that anybody can just submit their own vocals to go along with what other people are experiencing and it will rotate yes. like every couple weeks or something like that.
2: Yes, and we'll be one of those games that is constantly releasing updates and patches, but we never actually address anything except the music. We just add more people's <laughs> tracks in and yeah. everything else stays the same.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good idea.
2: That bug that breaks the whole game? That is staying. Sorry. Whole
0: in one.
1: Yeah, but you'll get to listen to other music
2: while you're frustrated that you can't get past that part in the game because it's broken. Um, The other thing I wanted to mention, do you, Josh, remember, did you ever see that old Flash animation called Mario Twins?
0: I probably did, yes. And I forget what the band's name is. Do they die a lot?
2: Uh... No, it's it's two guys making really ridiculous voices. They also did that uh, the song "55." What? Mm. It's something X. It's something X is the name of the band, but they, they do this whole skit where they're talking to each other, and they one of them has has bought an NES, and then they sing all of the Mario tunes from the original game. As you see, little flash animation of approximations of what that's like. Oh yeah. But yeah. it's all silly. And there's there's a part of this song where they're kind of making like do 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 noises which completely reminds me of that Flash animation. So if anyone else had that burned into their brains, you know, you're welcome. You've been reminded. Now go <laughs> watch it. Go find it somewhere on the internet. <laughs> it's a called Mario Twins. They look the same.
0: I have seen that, but man, I totally forgot about it. And I <laughs> I forgot about it so much. I thought it was like a like some of the other Mario parody or satire videos I watch where like Mario dies a bloody death or whatever. Oh
2: yeah, no no. This is just completely ridiculous of them, you know, singing along like da do 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 da 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 do da like that. Cool. Yep.
1: <laughs> All
2: right, well what attribute did you get from this? Did we already did we already look at our attributes? I can't even
0: remember. I don't think so. Well, <clears throat> I can tell you what attribute you got. Oh, what I get? I don't know if you notice this, but your head is now as big as your body. But I you're... can't even
2: I can't even confirm this cuz I can't tilt my head down enough. But you're still the to, same to height
0: that you used to be.
2: Oh, so am I like adorable? Am I like a little bit cuter now? Yeah. Like, unreasonably cute. <laughs> unreasonably
0: cute. With nice. an unreasonably big head.
2: Nice. I what, didn't notice. Thank you. What do I got going on? Um. So, it looks like. Um. Alright, just sort of turn around so I, it's sort of hard to tell what's different here. Okay. <laughs> he literally turns around. <laughs> um, well, it looks like. The tips of your hair have gotten dyed blue, and they seem to be gravity-defying. Tight. I couldn't really tell until you turned around to confirm it, but... Yeah, you're looking kind of- you're looking cool dude anime right now. Oh my gosh. I can't even touch the top of my hair so high. (laughs) Yes, but I still needed you to do a full spin to confirm that. (laughs) It's like three feet in the air, but no, I just wanted to be certain. That's unreasonably tall hair you have going on now.
0: Yeah, well, at first you just thought it was something behind me, but then when I turned, you, you could see the, it the 3D rendering and everything.
2: Yeah. All right, well, I don't know where these attributes are going. I have to get, I have to, like, get used to my... uh my pro, is it pro preception again? Like I don't, I'm going to be walking into door jams all day long. Um, but I'll deal with that later. For now, let's listen to the next track we get Sephiroth's got for us. This is from Rock and Roll Racing for the Super Nintendo. The track is Paranoid. And yes, this is the Black Sabbath song. So the composers on this are Black Sabbath, a.k.a. Geezer Butler, Tony Eomi, I- Lomi? I,
1: I think don't actually Iomi. know.
2: Eomi. Yeah. Ozzy Osbourne, and Bill Ward. And it was arranged by Tim Fallon. So let's rock. get ready to rock out. Wicked Sephiroth says, Having been to nine Ozfests, I was stoked to hear such a faithful rendition of one of Black Sabbath's and Ozzy's greatest and catchiest hits. Nine Ozfests. Nice. Wow.
0: And, uh, wow. That's an unreasonable stack of <laughs> ticket stubs you've got. Congratulations, you're a true rocker.
2: Right. I like to imagine that. Uh, I mean, obviously, he discovered this track after he went to Nine Oz Fest. But mm-hmm. I would like to imagine that he did this pre 1993 or whenever this game was released. Somehow, as a child, he managed to go to Nine Oz Fests.
0: Yeah, this <laughs> this sounds awesome. By the way, it does. It really does. I definitely appreciate it now more than I might have at the time. Like, maybe at the time you're like, oh, you can tell it's not a real guitar, whatever. Right, yeah. But now it's like, I can't believe they did that with the sample.
2: Yeah, and it's solo in there. Yeah. They could have just kept it to the non-solo parts of the song repeating, but they went, Tim Fallon went all the way.
0: Yeah, it's, it's the uh, the part where one string is bending, it's like towards the end of the song, One string is bending and the other one is playing the same note, and it makes that really uh, that weird frequency beat. I can't believe he did that on a Mm. Super Nintendo. I think he literally had one uh, note playing the same and then slowly moved the other sound away from it, just like you would with a guitar. At least that's what it sounds like to me. Maybe it's a sample, I don't know.
2: So right now, if you're hearing some extra thumping along with this track, mm-hmm. it seems as though another uh, cohabitant of my apartment complex has decided to rock out as well. <laughs> <laughs> There's some loud music going on in the background. So not really, but all you can hear is like the doof, 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 doof. So mm-hmm. I like to imagine that they, they're they keying into the the Black Sabbath vibe right now. Hey, speaking of the Black Sabbath vibe, check this out. Mm. Look at my uh, glasses,
0: Emily. We're indoors. Why are you wearing those?
2: The lenses have suddenly gone dark.
0: Wait a minute. And Why I'm wearing am I sunglasses. Wearing these?
2: How are you wearing those? Because my my glasses were just altered, but you didn't start with any.
0: I just gained the sunglasses at night attribute. This rules.
2: <laughs> we look awesome right now. You're, you're looking... Okay, your look in particular is really coming together. You know, you've got the spiky hair, you've got the sunglasses, you've got the giant belt buckle.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You're on your way. I'm not really sure what my look is going for right now, but, uh, you know, we'll see.
0: All I need is a giant sword. Hopefully that happens, I don't know, sometime. You know, like a sword where the the hilt When I put it on my back, the hilt will be above my head. And then (laughs) the sword will be scraping the ground. Something like that would be cool.
2: I would say normally that would be unreasonable. But with Mm -hmm. the rest of your look, it seems a little bit too fitting. So I think if you're going to get a weapon, it's going to be like a ping pong gun or something like that.
0: Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Look, I said Facebook was bad towards the top of the show, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to scare anybody away by getting into it, but now we're towards the latter half of the episode. You're sold. You <laughs> so now we can get in. You have to listen to what I have to say. Yeah. Well, I actually had an interesting conversation with JT about the problems of social media, and privacy is a real issue. <clears throat> but one of the things that has kind of convinced me to stay off Facebook more than I used to lately... Is just the fact that suddenly our division from each other is being monetized.
2: Yeah, that's interesting.
0: Like, you used to watch TV and Pepsi was trying to get everybody on board with Pepsi. But now it's like they try to figure out who you are and then pose you against other ideas, specifically political ones, you know?
2: Right. Yeah, because that exaggerates the tribalism. As soon as they pitch you against the thing that represents what you are not, you know, then it kind of stokes this pride in what you've got and then kind of kind of pushes you into being a little bit more um, looking for a word that's not rabid (laughs) because that's like extreme, extreme. But you know what I mean? Just just digging in and being way more dedicated. And it's funny too, kind of just to bounce off of that idea. I was having a conversation with a, a friend of mine from Racket Boy who is 10 years younger than I am. Mm hmm. So they grew up in a world post-Console Wars, Mm -hmm. and they were sort of
0: saying... (laughs) That's how they're referred to in the literature, yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly, post-Console Wars. Um, And so they were saying that uh, they had they grown up with the Super Nintendo, the Nintendo, and the Sega Genesis, they weren't sure if they would have been interested at all in the Sega Genesis, and that the the concept of the console war is sort of confused them, because this person was, uh, when they came into being, all of these consoles were already available, so they just got to choose what they liked, and, you know, things were probably a lot less expensive than they were back then, and they are now. But what was really interesting about this conversation was, like, we were trying to explain the console wars, and what what I said was, like, look, what it really came down to was there was no way your parents were gonna buy you two consoles from one generation. So mm-hmm. you either got the Sega Genesis or you got the Super Nintendo and you were going to like it. Like as soon as you got your one, it was yours. And then you had to defend that against the other kids because, you know, you didn't have a choice in the matter, but you're going to adopt it as part of your identity. And then kind of prove that, no, that really was, that's really the best one when it was really just the one that you had.
0: Mm mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. So, the yeah, there has been the monetization of Division previously. I guess I'm more comfortable with it existing uh, just in a less political sense. Like, that's fun. Yeah. The console wars are fun. The disco backlash is fun,
1: <laughs> which uh-huh. I
0: think Ozzy was a part of. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And it, it could be good, you know, because uh, it could get you more deep knowledge about a particular, uh, point of view or a particular field. I just think it's like, I think it's just out of control right now.
2: (laughs) Right. And no one's gonna, no one's gonna walk up to a, you know, I'm not gonna walk up to a Super Nintendo person and say like, oh, you like the Super Nintendo more than the Sega Genesis? You're a bad person. And I can't talk to you ever again. Because this reveals something deep and twisted about your psyche. Yeah, so... Oh, yeah. yeah, That is very true. And, you know, to the Facebook point, what happened with Facebook... I know there are people who aren't concerned, or people who, who say, well, this is the logical conclusion of that whole thing, or, eh, we all knew it was coming. This is something that I've always feared, and I was off Facebook from 2007 to 2016 or 17, mm-hmm. and I joined, you know, just to keep in touch with our, our patrons and stuff. And I do enjoy the groups, but I post nothing on my own feed. I don't friend anyone. So no offense anybody who's tried to message me or friend me and I haven't answered. It's yeah. nothing personal. It's just that I will I will not touch anything that will bring me deeper into Facebook than just talking on the groups. Um, but, you know, I still feel a little bit dirty that I'm using Facebook, but I do, I do enjoy the VGM communities there, so, um, you know.
0: I don't know. Yeah, here's a question, though. Should Facebook even be a uh, corporation? Doesn't it seem like it's more of a public good and that it should exist? Now it's
2: kind of reaching the level of telephones, that kind of thing? Yeah. Or the way telephones used to be?
0: Yeah. Landlines, cable TV. Or just uh, public parks, you know?
2: Yeah. You got to... March yourself into Zuckerberg's office and state your case while
0: you look this awesome. Sir, stop making this much money. (laughs) Why are you wearing sunglasses? Exactly. We're inside. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm super stoked that we got these sunglasses. I feel like every song after this is going to be a little bit cooler. Mm Mm-hmm. And this next track... Is from Super Spike V Ball. The track is Daytona Match. Hmm, it's one of my favorite words. Oh, so, yes, it's one of the greatest. Composed by Yamane Kazunaka. Hi, for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Let's take a listen. Sephiroth writes My current and longtime cell phone ringtone after Knuckle Duster got stale. This is a bit of a cryptic message to me. I do not know what he means by knuckle duster.
2: I don't either. <laughs> we gotta ask him what that attribute is. Yeah. This track is one of my all-time favorites. Period. Hmm. And it was something that I got from the Legacy Music Hour and it's just, it's so important to me at this point. So I feel you, Wicked Sephiroth, on this one. This is a beautiful track.
0: Yeah, do you feel it's like, uh, sort of represents like a, like a perfect video game song? Like a perfect NES track or something?
2: Yes, I do, actually. There's nothing that could be done differently in the song to make it better, in any way. It is just absolutely perfect. Yeah. I'm gonna go on record saying that. And this game is really fun. I played through it, what, like a year and a half? Two years ago? When I had to channel Brent Weinbach to beat the final, or the second-to-last match. Mm. Because I was getting so frustrated with it. This game is really great, though. You just have to... You have to get used to the controls, and you have to... I... Unfortunately, I'm a subpar button-masher. And there are a lot of games that revolve around button-mashing skills. And this is one of them, so it was kind of hard for me to, uh... You know... ...to triumph that way. The way this works is, there's, um, a move called the Super Spike. So, you have- you have two people on your volleyball side, or the enemy's volleyball side, so... When the ball comes over, when it gets served to you, you have to have one of your guys bump it. Then the other guy has to set it and then the first one has to then, you know, send it over the net. So, if you want to do a super spike, which is basically just spiking the ball with immense power behind it, you have to make your character jump, and then you have to mash a button, and then hit the actual, you know, punch the ball at the right time as it's coming back down. So the more you mash between jumping and actually hitting the ball, the more power you're going to put into the spike, and if you put a lot of power in, or you're playing against uh, an opponent that doesn't have a high strength. You will actually send them flying off the screen, <laughs> which oh, is yeah. really satisfying. But getting the timing was difficult. But then just being able to mash it hard enough to be able to do a, a significant super spike was a was a challenge for me. So cool.
0: This song also makes thumb. me want to go jogging. I don't. Know. Yeah. Uh, I probably have jogged along to this too. It's from Free Play 3 uh, on the Legacy Music Hour. Did you do that? Uh, I believe so, yeah. yeah. You did, right? Yeah.
2: That would have been episode 30, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's probably why.
2: We're in the 70s now. Man. I know. <laughs> it's crazy.
0: Great. And speaking of Legacy Music Hour, we're recording this about nine days. Well, exactly nine days before we actually go to um, episode 200's recording.
2: So excited.
0: Sherlon's coming. He just texted me before the show.
2: I hope a lot of people come out to it. I know it's just going to be... A chill hangout it's it's really funny to me how brent and rob kind of Like when people are excited about the live recordings and things yeah, they're sort of like okay We'll just make sure you know what you're getting into it's not like an event or anything We're just gonna be sitting around talking about video game music if you bring anybody make sure they're okay with people talking about video game music it's it's (laughs) there's so many disclaimers they put on it you know almost like uh it's well, not like they're trying to
1: pretend. It themselves is actually gonna like be that. a little
0: weird, I think. Oh yeah, why? Because he they said they're gonna have guests from previous shows. Just like they did on one fifty. And those guests are like pseudo famous podcasters. You know, you might not recognize them, or you might if you listen to their podcast and kinda of follow them on the meads. Uh, like
2: who are you thinking of? Who do you think
0: will be there? Like last time Jordan Morris was there. And I, I've listened to like every single episode of Jordan, Jesse Go, until recently, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I kind mm-hmm. of skipped a few lately. I'm trying to wean myself off that a little bit. but um. So he was there. He left before I sang. But I guess this time, I don't know if he's gonna be there, but if he's there and I sing a karaoke track, that will happen. I guess. Not a big deal, but I have heard cool. his, his voice speaking for hundreds and hundreds of hours, so that's a little yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. Also, they yep. had the comedians. Last time, you know, like, episode 150, I would say half of the people were, like, comedians, and the other half were just there. Were, were actually right. there to listen. So, I think it's a little weird. It's mm-hmm. not super chill.
2: I can't, I'm just gonna be so chill, I'm probably gonna be, like, very excited, but just so chill, just enjoying... Being in a full room of people, I don't care if it's only ten people. I don't care if it's, you know, ten people including Brent and Rob and Gabe and Trevor and and you and me, yeah, Yeah. I don't care if it's, you know, three extra people But uh, to just actually be physically in a space with a bunch of folks who are potentially as attached to that show as I am who get the jokes ...who love video game music enough that they're gonna spend, uh, a significant part of their Sunday listening to people talk about it in person. It's gonna be great. That's yeah. exciting to me. Well, hey, I know what attribute I got. Mm. Because I fit- I fit in now with the aesthetic of this game with this giant head mm-hmm. that I've got. I actually got the super spike attribute. So, I can Super Spike Volleyball, which would be awesome if we were playing volleyball, but we're not, so...
0: And your shoulder pads have spikes now. That's weird.
2: That is weird. That has nothing to do with Super Spike V-Ball. Is this just some sort of joke? There's probably a pun in the item description or something. Yeah. I look kind of like... I could look a little bit like Hawk or Animal. Yeah. You know, from WCW. That's cool. It's cool, but I it's not reasonable. I approve of this. Yeah. No, it's not. Um, right, what do you got going on? Do you notice anything different?
0: Well, ever since I started talking about, uh, how nervous I am around, uh, famous people, I feel like this giant bead of sweat just appeared on the top right <laughs> part of my forehead, and it, yeah. I can't- it's just not moving. It's kinda weird. Like, so, did that come out of one pore?
2: Do you have just one giant pore that that sweat drop has come out of? Because if think. so, that's pretty unreasonable.
0: Yeah, and an reasonably, it. yeah, that's like
2: reasonably large pore.
0: It's like uh, surface tension is not that powerful at this scale. <laughs> oh well, no weapons yet though.
2: No weapons. Maybe this one. Maybe. Let's see. This is our final track from Wicked Sephiroth's takeover of the VGM Jukebox. It comes from the game Xenogears. The track is Stars of Tears, composed by Yasunori Mitsuda. This was for the PlayStation. Let's see if we get some weapons. Sephiroth writes wow, just wow this singer, Joanne Hogg oh I bet she was teased mercilessly about that name in school is so skilled and has such a lovely voice that this track invokes a chilling shiver down my spine it is a shame that this track was not more prominently featured it was not even accessible in game without the use of third party tools to extract it from disc 2 the world map has the same melody but with no lyrics which is called Emotions It's a secret. Now you're talking. (laughs) Wow. So we've had this a couple times before, where we've had a track recommended to us that was in the code of the game, but not actually accessible through normal gameplay. Mm -hmm. And I love that because I feel like this is a treasure that you can't find otherwise, unless somebody does a deep dive. So... I really appreciate that. Yeah. It's like right there in plain, it's not in plain sight, but it's there, it's on the disc. But there's no way to know, unless somebody uh, cracks it, hacks it.
0: You know, Emily, while you were talking right now, uh, your eyes took on a multitude of reflections and they started vibrating. <laughs> uh, I was feeling a little bit
2: emotional, yeah.
0: yeah. Do you think that
2: was what was doing it?
0: But I think it's like completing the picture, because before your head was just big, but now your eyes are also super mm. shimmery. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I've turned into a, a, an SD character, but I'm like, normal human-sized. So I don't know if that makes me extra cute or a little bit disturbing, but I'm going <laughs> with it.
0: Well, it just depends on the background you're standing next to. But maybe you and I, you know, shouldn't be. shouldn't stand next to each other if we're meeting new people. <laughs> Why is that? They're just gonna have an unrational fear of one. Oh, and, I see, yeah. Yeah, and we don't know what to do. We're like the diverging
2: be. points. We're the diverging points of anime styles. Oh, wait a minute, turn around. I think you got a weapon. Nice. Okay, you, def- you definitely have something in the sheath there, but is it. Is it a penny whistle?
0: (laughs) That's not very powerful.
2: (laughs) Well, uh, not in the traditional sense. Not if you're going to hit somebody with it, but perhaps if you play it, you know, Mm. at the highest pitch you can. But that's unexpected and pretty
0: unreasonable. I get it. I'm like the anime adaptation of Peter Piper.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Something like that, yeah. With excellent hair. And I'm not really sure what I am, but... uh,
0: Well, it wouldn't be an enemy adaptation without excellent hair. That's true.
2: That's very true.
0: That's like... Even the Abraham Lincoln adaptation, (laughs) you know, his hair is pretty intense.
2: I don't know why, but I'm imagining Abraham Lincoln with bleached blonde hair now. Maybe like a... Maybe, like, Egon from the real Ghostbusters going on. Does he have, like, braids in his beard, perhaps? (laughs) Or is it spiky? It's probably spiky. He throws his top
0: hat. Anyway. Yeah, his top hat's, like, always floating somewhere near him when he's attacking you. Yeah. It's just familiar. Exactly.
2: So I really do like this song, and, I mean, we've been making all these anime jokes the entire time, but uh, this track really reminds me of a song that was in the dubbed version of Sailor Moon, the first Sailor Moon that we got localized. So it was original uh, music in that version, as in not anything from the original anime. Let Let me phrase that again. Deke, I guess, the company that brought it over, had had new songs written for Sailor Moon. Mm. So one of those new English tracks, which is called um, This is really going to bother me. I can't think of it while the track is playing, but it's something about I have to take the headphones off for a second.
0: I've lost Emily.
2: I'm gonna have to look it up I can't find it in my head
0: Oh no Hold on Well I definitely don't know So you're gonna have to uh, Take some time I can't connect this synapse for you Like I did last time
2: (laughs) Right It's the song that Sailor Mercury sings When she's going to be Uh going abroad, but I don't actually know it's the one that's on the CD nobody is interested or needs to know this, but there's a version of the song, there's a song on the actual soundtrack CD Uh that was not played in the show and that's what it's reminding me of and I can't, anyway I can't do a quick enough
0: search for it, but I just want to say Wicked Sephiroth is a little bit hard to pin down in terms of his musical tastes Mm-hmm. Obviously, he likes metal, but he also appreciates this song. He loves this song; it gives him chills. Uh, he also loves some uh, Latin NES tunes. Uh, he likes a lot of nonsensical lyrics.
2: Mm-hmm. He likes secrets.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> well. That's what the bosses are for, you know? They just got it together.
2: I really, I particularly enjoy thinking of the actual character, Sephiroth, listening to this song.
0: Oh, for sure he does.
2: You know, like in his earbuds or something.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, The Sailor Moon song I'm thinking of, by the way, is called Only a Memory Away.
0: That was very important. Oh, and also there's another one. (laughs) (laughs) Just you saying that almost made me pass out right now. (laughs) I don't know why. Because
2: you're in a a different anime sphere, so, (laughs) you know. My powers are kind of, not diametrically opposed, but could perhaps cancel out some of yours. Like, if I wink like this, like little stars fly out, it's Mm. pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty neat. I've got this onigiri here, but it tastes like a donut. So That's a that's a hamburger.
0: That's a, a I hamburger. I think that's the
2: the nineties dubbed anime attribute. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> well I should probably mention something. Uh, hmm. I've been saying hype at the end of these names. The reason that the reason I got into doing that was because um, when you said my last name earlier on, it really triggered that part of my brain that used to take attendance in Japanese class. Uh-huh. Or, and, uh. Adachi. Anyways, I can't. Yeah. I can't stop doing it now. Hi. So it would be like. Uh, so, it? Kigrifu. Emily. Hi. You know. That's so how you would take attendance. That's my name, Emily Keegliffe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kigrifu san. That,
2: Kigurifu-san. <laughs> Kiglyph key, key said that way in actual Japanese phonetics. Sounds yeah. awesome. I've never done that. Kikurifu, That's Kigurifu. great.
0: Kikurifu. Oh, yeah. No. Onigiri is uh, onigiri.
2: Ogiri. Onigiri.
0: Onigiri. Sorry. Onigiri. Yeah. Onigiri. Okay, you AKA can AKA Donuts. Well, you can say it however you want, cause you're dubbed. So,
2: yeah, that's right, hamburger. I'm trying to say it, but I can't. I'm oh,
0: donut. <laughs> <laughs> hey, give me that donut. <laughs> it's dinner time. Oh yeah,
2: speaking of that, you know, wicked, w- wicked Sephiroth was in fact the patron who unlocked your your true Japanese announcer voice back in the day. Oh, by. Requesting a, oh yeah yeah, wicked. I forget exactly why we did that, but that was so funny. Wicked Sephiroth.
0: I think he was. He came right after a discussion of Fatal Fury or something like that. Probably yeah. Yeah. Wicked Sephiroth. I could.
2: <laughs> well, hey, speaking of Wicked Sephiroth, a Supersonic special thanks. To him for supporting us on Patreon and for giving us uh, quite an eclectic and lovely takeover.
0: Yeah.
2: I'm feeling really good after this.
0: I bet you he made a lot of people feel good today.
2: Mm hmm, mm hmm. And of course, special thanks to Electric Boogaloo for vetting our composer information. He caught a lot of things on this one, so.
0: Oh. Thanks, Boogaloo. Thank you, Electric Boogaloo. And to everyone else who's written in and submitted suggestions, uh, thanks. Go to our website, thevgmjukebox.com, or send us an email at insertcoin at thevgmjukebox.com, or snail mail at the VGM Jukebox, P.O. Box 26959, Los Angeles, California, 90026. We're supposed to talk about this, Emily. Mm, what? Are, are we closing the suggested track? Um, submission? At some point? I'm not sure. Well, we'll talk about it next time.
2: We'll have to, yeah. Which I said the, <laughs> the debate is really... Uh, there's an obvious, I think, right answer. But I... A part of me doesn't want to pick the obvious right answer for... Sort of... Silly reasons. Mm. So.
1: Well,
4: but anyway, hey... Yeah.
2: You guys can follow us on Twitter at VGMJB And if you want to follow us individually there um, Josh is at Josh Adachi again And I am at Keyglyph. Uh The next time you guys hear from us And possibly you'll see on social media Before you hear from us um, We will have been to the LMH 200th recording
0: Is that one going to so, come out Before our next episode comes out? It is, right?
2: Good question Let's see so theirs is gonna come out May second, and yes.
0: Cool. So you might even hear us on that. Well, we
2: got it. Possibly. Actually, we're definitely gonna hear Josh. I'm just gonna be chilling.
0: You're gonna. You'll hear you. I mean, at least your your laughter or something like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll if say a, woohoo. At
0: least, yeah, at least the woohoo. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you can. I guess by the time you hear this, we were already there. So if you haven't heard that, go check it out. We might also be on uh, Rhythm and Pixels.
2: Oh, so, yeah.
0: So yep, keep that's your pending. ear to the ground for that one. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to the podcast or don't. But do remember to rate and review us, whether or not you're subscribed to it. Uh, <laughs> or on don't. ITunes.
2: Hey, speaking of Rhythm and Pixels, something I've been trying to remember to mention for the last couple episodes is that, if you're not aware, Rob, one half of Rhythm and Pixels, has put together his own server at his place, which now runs a 24-7 YouTube channel of retro VGM music. Contributed, uh, the, the, the track listing that is playing has contributions from VGM podcasters all over the map, possibly others, I'm not sure. Yeah. But it's a community effort to keep a, uh, a constant stream of old VGM going and it took a lot of work and Rob built it from scratch. So definitely check that out. We'll put a link in the, the blog post so you can tune in and zone out.
0: And I love going there. I go there whenever I can and uh, just try to make a couple comments, even though, uh, yeah, it's, there's not too many people there yet. So tune in. It's, it's the way to go. For just mm-hmm. music. I think even the volumes have been somewhat, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the volumes have been sort of uh, uh, equalized or whatever. Yes, they have been. Wow.
2: At some point I emailed Rob and I was like, tell me how you did this, I want to know. So he explained every piece of the process and it's uh, it all makes sense and it's all very brilliant.
0: Yeah, not surprised.
2: Um, hey also join the group on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash the VGM jukebox or don't if you want to cut your ties with Facebook that's totally fine we understand Uh, be sure to check out the bulletin board at the end of the episode to see what music and video game and podcast related projects your fellow patrons are up to and if you want to have uh, a bulletin on the board let us know through Facebook or email
0: we will see you next week and as you all know by now you mean so much to us And you always will.
4: Don't you wish life could always be this good? Timely Life Classics proudly
1: presents
4: the greatest hits of the BGM Karaoke Lounge Collection. Legacy Music Hour. Is your favorite BGM podcast the Legacy Music Hour? Or is your favorite BGM podcast the BGM Jukebox? you're like most people and you love both either way the bgm karaoke lounge has all the greatest hits now you can have all your favorite bgm karaoke hits in one collection
2: you and me
4: with chart toppers like twins by because
2: we're twins because we're twins Number one champions because we're.
4: Twins, another round of the heartache with classics like Our Love, Round Five by Brennan.
1: You feel the pain? I felt the same. It's breaking me down. Did you hear the rain? I felt the strain.
4: Get it's those hips shaken with Inspector Claw. I'm a-gonna tell you one thing, these hips, they do not lie. I'm a-gonna tell you one thing, these hips, they do not lie. Go ninja, go ninja, go, go ninja, go, go, urban ninja go, back, go ninja, go, go ninja, go. Get your urban Utopia Nemo's Dungeon Crawler Mix.
3: Got a rock in my boot, knapsack stuffed full of loot. Been trudging through this dungeon for days, enemies ever which way in the bottom of this maze with a magic flute what I wouldn't give for a teleport spell if i seen this corridor before i can't tell you see the burnt hell's paper adventure in deep space
4: Wicked in seferar natroids metroids 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 from a metroids the room up in this place different than the rest of you and celebrate the christmas spirit with the Dyad. The BGM Karaoke Lounge Collection. There's no minimum to buy. Cancel anytime. This whole collection is worth over $300, but it can be yours now for 12 easy payments of no monies. The BGM Karaoke Lounge is not in stores, so order now.
3: Way.
4: To order the BGM karaoke lounge, send a check or money order of $0 to SoundCloud.com slash karaoke lounge. Care of Tralala Productions. Act now and you could also be featured on the exclusive collection of BGM karaoke classics. Just mail your MP3s to jungletoads at yahoo.com to have your karaoke's featured in the collection. That's J-U-N-G-L-E-T-O-A-D-S at yeah. Yahoo.com. Get your karaokes featured today. Whether you're just listening or stepping up to the mic to sing your own karaoke, the party is about to begin with the dulcet tones of the singers at the mic in the BGM karaoke lounge. Let's go, buddy,
1: buddy, baby, buddy, Let's go, buddy.